Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast channel that puts members on mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Featured in this session, Improving the Employee Experience, Microsoft's Commute Program, is Brian Crockford, Senior Services Manager of Real Estate and Facilities for Microsoft. Okay, so, um, you know, commute is probably not the first thing that we think of when we talk about what corporate real estate involves, um, but it's an extremely valuable, high-profile, high-visibility part of what Microsoft does from a corporate real estate and facility management employee services perspective. Um, just so I can get a feel, has anybody been out to the corporate campus of Microsoft, with the exception of the Microsoft employees at the back? Uh, so a few. So it's a massive, sprawling campus, uh, comprises over 110 buildings, around about 15 million square feet, and is located about 15 miles east of here. And I think due to the topography, due to the relatively sprawling nature of the population and the relatively challenged public infrastructure from a transportation perspective, it does present us with some challenges when it comes to getting our employees to campus, getting them back again, and then transitioning and moving around the campus that, as I said, is very sprawling. And it is one of those high touch point employee services. And anybody that saw Mark Freeman's presentation this morning about dining services and anybody that's involved in dining service programs or even commute programs realizes it's something that not everybody is going to be happy with. It's so high touch point and so, so core to the employee experience and how people feel, there are always going to be some customers who are unhappy. Now, with a population of around about 55,000 people, 60,000 people plus visitors, it's a little bit challenging to think, well, on the best of days, maybe I'm only keeping half of those happy. Now, ultimately, that's kind of my goal, and I'll, I'll talk about that. But it means that I'm often upsetting maybe 25 to 30,000 people a day in the fact that I'm not able to provide a solution that is tailor-made for them and really meets all of their requirements. But that's a fact of life that we have to live with. But it's a great challenge for us. And commute services is a really powerful thing to provide to our employees. And I have to say, it wasn't something that I envisaged getting into. Uh, transportation is not my core background or core strength. Um, but it's a very interesting scenario at Microsoft that they rotate us into roles uh, fairly frequently. And I was presented with this opportunity around about four years ago. And uh, I've had a lot of fun addressing some of the issues that we have. So I'm going to very quickly run through sort of the headlines behind our program. Clearly in 20 minutes, I'm going to struggle to tell you a lot about anything, but I'm going to focus on two of our key programs. And I'd certainly work, welcome anybody reaching out to me afterwards uh, to have a discussion about what else we do, how we think about it, some of the problems that we face um, in this exciting world. So first off, why, why do we even do what we do? Um, why is it that we spend so much time, effort, and money on commute programs at Microsoft? So you might just be able to see the green dots represent 
where our employees live. So this is anonymized data that we generate in conjunction with HR. And we use this data to understand where the majority of our population, our employees live, and how we can provide commute solutions for those people. But an interesting statistic is that 50% of the employee population lives within about five miles of campus on the east side. And that's a relatively difficult population for us to service because the actual density of housing is a lot less than you find in the city locations in Seattle. So that 50% is probably one of my next goals that I'm gonna target. Um, we've got a few solutions underway at the moment, a few programs that we're working on that hopefully will provide a solution for those 50%. 25% of our employees live in Seattle. I'm one of those and I'm one of the lucky ones that gets to actually experience one of my own commute programs. I take a uh, connector in when I go into the office. Uh, I try to remain incognito so that the drivers don't know who I am or what I do. Uh, but I have been rumbled from time to time where one of the drivers said to me, do you work at real estate and facilities? Well, maybe. Do you run commute? Well, maybe. Oh, because we've been told that the person who runs commute has a funny accent. <laughs> Still don't know what they meant by that. Uh, and sorry, one other thing to touch on, and maybe you've experienced it, and hopefully it wasn't too bad, but Seattle has got one of the worst traffic congestion rates in the US. And particularly if you've seen the city, it is growing, it's expanding rapidly, particularly with some of our competitors, Facebook, Google, and of course that big online retailer downtown. So there's a lot of traffic challenges which are affecting our employees, and perhaps most importantly, the ability to attract and retain the talent that we want to have at Microsoft out in a suburban location. So that really does make commute services a very key part of what Microsoft is able to offer people as part of their employee experience. So one of the key goals that I have is to reduce the single occupancy vehicle rate. So the number of cars, the number of people who drive alone to the campus every day. 10 years ago, when we first launched our Connector employee bus program, our SOV rate was round about 70%. So nearly three quarter, over three, sorry, over two thirds of people were driving to campus alone in their cars. And that's probably what you would expect for a, a US suburban location. And it started to drop successively over the years. And this is a metric we measure every year and are required to do so by the state of Washington. And for the last five years, we've been at the 58 to 57% mark. So really good, two to 3% below what the state mandates us to do. And we're now continuing to think about how we can drive this down even further. We assess what our mode splits are so that we understand how everybody coming to campus reaches us. And we hope we use that to guide us in the programs that we devise. But we still have this big chunk of blue at 57, 58% of the people that drive alone. But I've developed a vision uh, that we rolled out around about six months ago that basically says we are gonna target having less than one in two people driving alone to our suburban campus. It's a very aggressive goal, 
And approximately speaking, for every 1% reduction in SOV, I need to take off around about four or 500 cars off the road coming out to campus. So you can do the maths on that one. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do, and we've got a lot of really exciting programs, which is this last bullet. But I, uh, at the moment, cannot tell you what some of those programs are because they're at slightly sensitive uh, discussions. But we're hoping to announce some new programs to our employee audience fairly soon that are going to help drive towards that less than one in two people driving out to Redmond. So we, host, we, we have a whole host of programs. Uh, van pool, carpooling, particularly popular. Uh, bike programs. Um, Redmond is known as the bicycling, bicycle, can't say that, the bike capital of uh, the Pacific Northwest. And despite the fact that the weather is sometimes a little challenging for cyclists, uh, we do have a very, very active cycling community. So we offer free bike tune-ups twice a year. We have bike to work days where we have a lot of fun and a very active community. Orca Transit cars, cards, we issue free passes out to both our employee and vendor population so that people can ride local transit for free. Uh, we have around about 45,000 cards in circulation at any one time. It's a huge, huge number, and it is about the third highest cost on the budget that I run. Um, the two programs I'm going to talk to briefly are Connector and Shuttle. We do also have a lot of car parking on campus. We have approximately 26,000 car parking spaces. Um, that's a very big car parking lot. Uh, it is very dispersed uh, over the whole of campus. In some of our buildings, we do have challenges uh, with a lot of density. And particularly as we start to densify our buildings, move to more of an open workplace type concept, that is resulting on a lot of challenges in the availability of car parking spaces, which our team tries to address. Um, we are trialing out a smart parking guidance system at the moment in a couple of our buildings. And if anybody's got a particular interest in that, I'd welcome talking to you after this presentation. So Connector, the employee bus service. And really, this is one of the programs that we're very, very proud of at Microsoft. Um, it's been in place for 10 years. We just celebrated our 10th birthday party. We handed out free cookies, free swag. Everybody at Microsoft loves freebies. Uh, so we had some fun stuff around that. Um, we've saved $15 million in fuel expenses for our employees in the 10 years that this service has been introduced. 109 million miles have been reduced for our employees coming into Redmond and back again. Now, just over the last year, we have seen an absolutely tremendous, tremendous growth in ridership particularly being driven out of Seattle routes. And that is largely being driven by a lot of the employees who are joining us now are wanting to live in the city, live an urban lifestyle, probably not owning a vehicle, and looking for Microsoft to enable a smooth transit ride out to the campus. So on the Seattle routes, we are now seeing demand or utilization at around about 74% seat utilization. 
So roughly every single bus is leaving three quarters full. Now there are peaks and troughs to that. Clearly in the peak hours, the buses might be running at 100%, 110%, which gives us a problem, uh, which we're working on solving. On the non-Seattle routes, we're also seeing a lot of growth there. And our utilization out of non-Seattle routes is around about 60%, which is giving us a total system utilization of 60%. For many years, it ran at 50%. So that gives you an indication that the growth uh, is really very impressive, and we're providing an incredible service to our employees. Uh, the number of 94 buses is now out of date. Uh, we have over 110 buses in the fleet. Uh, we were rolling some buses off, but because of the demand, uh, we're retaining a number of those buses um, to satisfy that demand. So it's quite a fleet managed by an external service provider. So they're not Microsoft-owned assets. The whole service is managed by a specialist transportation company. Uh, as I said, it was operate, uh, established in 2007. And interestingly, it is the third largest bus system in the state of Washington. Um, that's kind of an impressive one for my LinkedIn profile. Uh, we have over 4,200 boardings every day. Uh, so that basically represents 2,100, 2,200 individual riders. The boardings represent a one-way journey. Uh, Seven million trips taken to date. Uh, a picture here of the free cookies we handed out uh, to celebrate the birthday uh, just last month. And if anybody's got eagle eyes, on three of our big 45-foot buses, and this is not a joke, we have Xbox on board. So at the very back, and this idea was actually inspired by my son, who's an avid gamer more than I would want him to be. Uh, he gave me the idea, and it was just fantastic. We put Xbox onto three of the buses so people can game their way to work. And it really is a good part of that attract and retain scenario. It's also about a Microsoft product. It's a cool way to get to the office. Great, folks don't have to drive. You can just sit on the bus and play Xbox all the way to campus, as long as you remember to get off. The second part of our, a key part of our commute programs is the shuttle system. As I mentioned, it is a huge sprawling campus, and we have over 200 vehicles, 213 vehicles, again, operated by the specialist transportation provider that help carry sometimes up to eight, 9,000 people around campus every single day. So some of these numbers are phenomenal. And then when I add that to the connector ridership, I think, wow, I basically am responsible for moving 10,000 people every single day. Uh, so as you can imagine, a few of those do get upset from time to time. We do have some hiccups in the system occasionally. Um, but when you think about the actual number of riders, it's a very insignificant number. We have some key parts within and specialist parts within the shuttle system, uh, particularly to accommodate uh, people with visual impairment, uh, mobility challenges, and that's becoming a much bigger part of what we do at Microsoft in terms of the space that we build out and the services that we provide to ensure that we've got a much more inclusive workspace. And that's something in the shuttle system we're really looking to improve. 
And come next summer, we're going to be rolling out a few more initiatives that are really going to help uh, in improve that inclusivity and diversity aspect of what we do in terms of moving people around the campus. We have some very strong service levels. Um, people have to wait for an average wait time of just under six minutes. It is a shared ride basis, so a little bit like Uberpool in some respects. Um, and the average journey time is a little over 10 minutes. So a really impressive system. All of this, of course, you need to manage with data. And particularly on our connector system, we've just rolled out uh, a Power BI dashboard. Uh, to board a connector bus, you need to swipe your badge, your employee badge. This generates a huge amount of data for us, which over the last year we've really started to use and assess how routes are performing, where routes are not performing very well, where we need to attune demand. And I now have this data on my fingertips, whereas probably a year or two years ago, I was reliant on my vendor to produce this, and it could maybe take up to a week to get the data back to understand how the system was performing. At any one time, I can tell you how the routes are running and what the utilization rates are. Phenomenal Power BI tool. Uh, another key part of our program, which we just released, and obviously we get to have a lot of fun in Microsoft with technology. We're given a lot of encouragement to consider different ways of doing things, and particularly encompassing and rolling out technology solutions. We've just launched uh, a new mobile web-based application. Uh, it will be moving to a total mobile environment very soon uh, in the form of an app, and it's called Merge. And that enables our employees and vendors to basically go to one single point to get access to all of the commute solutions that we have on offer. So you can book your connector, you can book your shuttle. Uh, there's a trip planner in there to help you work out how to get from A to B and whether that's from your home to somewhere else or from the office down to the Sounders match or the Seahawks game. All of that encompassed into this tool. And we have some really impressive things that we're starting to work on in terms of how we take this further to incentivize people to take an alternative commute through gamification and incentivization tools. So incentivizing people to take alternative commutes and having this app, this mobile tool, to track your rides, gamify you and say, well, if you take 20 alternative commutes this month, you'll be entered to win $250 or an Xbox, whatever it might be. And it's a really big part of what we do and it really does appeal and incentivize people to take alternative commutes. And again, if you wanted to know anything else about this, I'd love to have a chat with you. Uh, we also have, and this is the gamification and incentivization, we're working with an external partner to roll out what we call a commuter club or transportation management plan, uh, which leads up to this incentivization and gamification. And uh, the company is called Loom, L-U-U-M, a uh, bunch of ex-Microsofties, a Seattle startup, doing a lot of great stuff in Seattle, working with some big companies, including ourselves, to really drive this concept of gamifying, incentivizing, and encouraging people to take vehicles off the road through taking alternative commutes. 
So that's a whirlwind introduction to what we do at Commute. Uh, I think I've probably got some time for some questions. Okay, somebody at lunch said, be prepared for the autonomous cars question. One of my colleagues. So the question is, how are we thinking about autonomous vehicles? So we're having a lot of conversations around it, certainly. Uh, we are looking at a few initiatives, uh, a little bit restricted in some of the stuff we can talk about. Um, you know, but one of, one of the other things we do have to think about, and we, we do have sensitivity towards this, is that we have 350 drivers on campus providing incredible service. Uh, so there's an element there that we're certainly going to think about and be sensitive towards, but we're certainly looking into it uh, and starting to think more and more about it. Now, one of the, the things, and it was mentioned in the opening talk this morning about how autonomous vehicles drive better than people. If I showed you my accident rate from those six, 7,000 drives every single day, it is it's virtually undetectable. Now, I need to touch wood because obviously it's a very fluid system. Um, so accident rate is something that we don't sort of think about in this equation. We're thinking about it more from a technology perspective. Thank you for the question. Okay, so the question was, how, how are we thinking about the programs to serve the 50% that live within five miles? Um, one of the programs is the one of the ones that I can't talk about at the moment, just because it is so sensitive uh, at a, a stage of commercial discussions. Uh, so I'd say maybe tune in to uh, uh, some of our, our social media sites. Uh, Microsoft Real Estate, we, we're getting more and more active there. And I hope to be able to announce something maybe by the end of this year. Um, alternatively, I would say go and explore alternative commutes. Bing it. Don't, don't Google it. Bing it. Have, have a look. Thank you. <laughs> Had to get that plug in. Um, just have a look at that, and you'll find some of the solutions that are out there. But think about ride sharing, that type of concept. Microtransit is an interesting option as well. Why isn't the city building an underground? That's a, that's a great question, probably one you need to ask city officials. And I'm going to be super sensitive and not make any political statement. Um, one thing you do need to look at in Seattle is it's a very challenging topography. Uh, we're surrounded by mountains, surrounded by lakes, surrounded by the Puget Sound. And it's a very, very narrow strip of land where the density is. But um, locally, light rail is being built. So 2023, Redmond, it's going to be called Redmond Technology Center, will have sound transit with a light rail system out there. So light rail is the way that this region is going. Are we using any app for carpooling? So one of those is under development with our partners at Loom. Uh, we are also looking at some of the smart rideshare programs as well, so that would be a possibility potentially in the future. And also the city's 
Um, uh, Seattle and some of the other local cities, they do run vanpooling programs as well. So, yes. Great question. Have we ever looked at water taxis? So there is a water taxi from West Seattle that comes uh, across the bay in front of Seattle. Um, I think we would probably have a limited audience for that. When I look at all those dots in the map um, where our employees live, I, I think it would probably have limited, limited service for us, but the, the city provides one, or King County Metro provides one, uh, from West Seattle, which is very, very popular. Great, so the question was, do we have interest in scaling some of these solutions to other Microsoft locations? Uh, the answer is yes, certainly, although the scale of what we do in Puget Sound is huge with 40, 50,000 people to serve. It enables us to provide a lot of solutions. Where we do provide similar solutions are down in Silicon Valley for our campus there. Uh, obviously now with LinkedIn being part of Microsoft, we're working very closely with them in terms of commute solutions. And then we have some other sites, big R&D centers in Shanghai and Hyderabad, Bangalore, where we provide similar solutions, and particularly in India, the transportation solutions are a little bit different to what we do. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd encourage anybody who doesn't necessarily have the scale of Microsoft, you know, when you think about the employee experience, a big part of it is how do people feel when they get to the office? If you're in a very traditional environment, people are coming in every day, and you're pulling your hair out after a really stressful journey was corporate real estate people, how, how can we think about improving that? And you don't have to have 40,000 or 4,000 employees. There are solutions that you could look at helping people with transit cards, maybe providing micro-transit, some of these new options that are coming available from sort of tech-driven startups in the commute space that you could start to look at and make a huge difference, particularly if you're in an out-of-town location saying to your employees, well, if you come and join us or if you're already, already working with us, we provide this to help take some of the stress out of getting here. That's a really interesting part of the employee experience and how to improve it. Maybe got time for one more question? If not, thank you for your attention and thank you for the great questions. Thank you, everyone. This concludes the Cornet Global podcast on improving the employee experience, Microsoft's commute program. Want to record a What's Next podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.